Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So we encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com or by clicking the Share Your Story tab on the Church Center app. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that by clicking on the giving link located in the description below this video, online at fellowshipgj.com, or if you are a member here at Fellowship Church, you can give through our Church Center app. This will help us continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thank you for joining us and enjoy today's service. Good morning, church family. Would you stand to your feet with us this morning? We are so glad that you are here. And would you guys agree that there's been multiple times in your life where you've been stuck and it's looked like there just was no way that something was going to happen and then God did the impossible? Amen. I want to bow our heads and I want to just talk to him for a second and invite him into this place because I believe he's on the move this morning and doing some things in some people's lives. We had a really, really sweet first service and I believe he has something special and unique for this service and this group of people as well. So would you guys bow your heads with me, God? We love you and thank you for meeting with us. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this room and we don't want to do one bit of this service without you. And God, we thank you that no matter what our perspective may be, you see it different, you see it better, you see the fullness of it. And you are sovereign, you are good, you are faithful. And so Jesus, I pray in this room this morning that you would renew our faith in you, that you would renew our hope. And know and trust, God, that you are in the center and at the forefront of it all. So we just pour our love out on you this morning. You are worthy of all of our praise, all of our worship. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen. You are. 
Let's pray. Father, we love you so very much. And thank you for being so faithful to us. Thank you for the, your thoughts about us never stop. Thank you, Father, that when we haven't been faithful to you, when we haven't shown you that we love you, when we kind of fall off a little bit, when we get caught up into something that's old, some kind of old sin or something new or just something that causes us not to be loyal to you, that never changes how much you love us and how loyal you are to us. You never give up on us. You never quit. When we finally come to our senses and we tell you we're sorry for some action or attitude, behavior, you immediately forgive us. No one else on this earth forgives us like you do. And then you start treating us again as if we had never done anything wrong. That's faithfulness. And you are so good to us, Father. I pray in Jesus' name that you have been glorified today, that you have been lifted up, you've been worshiped, and you know this is a room full of very grateful kids, very thankful for what you're doing in our life. And Father, I think I can speak for all of us in this room when I tell you we love you with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, give the Lord a hand. Would you give him one more? He is so, so good to us, and he is so, so faithful. It is so good to see all of you here in the live service at 11 o'clock. We had a wonderful service at 9. This is going to be great as well. Say hi to somebody any way that you're comfortable before you're seated. Thank you. Guys, it is so good to see you. I'm up here to just, just to take just a few minutes to talk about the series we're going to be doing in the month of August. Next Sunday, we're kicking off a brand new series. We're just calling it the prayer series. We are going to be talking about us having a personal conversation with our Heavenly Father. Prayer is communicating with your Creator. And if you are a born-again, forgiven child of God, you're not just communicating with a Creator who knows everything and can do anything. You're now communicating with your loving Heavenly Father who cares about you, who will bless you and make your dreams come true. He tells us that we don't have because we don't ask Him. Well, a lot of times I feel like that a lot of people are asking Him and it doesn't seem like He's coming through for you. Well, we're going to deal with that in the month of August called our prayer series and it is going to be wonderful. I'm kicking this one off next Sunday. So I'm gonna ask you to be here please and bring somebody with you. Those of you that are watching us from home, love to see you in a live service. Come on back in here with us. There's something happening in this room that is not gonna happen when you're sitting on your sofa with a plate of pancakes in your lap. Get on back in here. Don't be a shut-in in advance. You're gonna be a shut-in one of these days. Don't be a premature shut-in. Come on back to church. We love you. The truth of the matter is we miss you. Come on back. We'd love to have you. Today is going to be awesome. It is at 9. Get ready for it. Here we go. Well, thank you guys so much for spending your Sunday mornings with us. If you are a guest or a visitor, whether you're online or you're here in person, welcome. If you'd like to connect with some staff and learn a little bit more about what you can do here, what we can offer, please get your smartphones out and text the word fellowship to 94000. As soon as you do that, you'll get in contact with the staff and you'll be able to get an invite to the guest reception. And if you're here in person with us and you're a guest or visitor, stop by our info center. We'd love to give you a little gift bag as well as 
give you a, a specialty drink at our coffee shop. We're going to continue the worship of our great God through the giving of tithes and offerings. There's a lot of different ways to give. You can scan here to give on the Church Center app. We obviously have our offering boxes in the lobby. You can drop by during the week as well. As I was thinking about the offering today, I was reminded of a story that happened a few days ago and I was fishing with my family. And when I fish, I'm very like single-minded. I'm like, as long as my kids are alive, that's fine. I will catch a fish. I just, I love fishing. I love it. When my kids are there, we go on a kayak so that they are contained in one area and I don't have to keep track of them because they're right in front of me, okay? I'm a good dad still. And um, they have life jackets and snacks. And that's all they need, really. And when they're on the kayak, usually they have one at the end of it and the other right, right in front of me. Well, my son, he's three, and he's, you know, he has his Power Rangers fishing pole and, and, and a worm. And I remember being at this lake just a few days ago, and I was doing everything I could to haul in a fish. I have all my, my lures that are more expensive than his whole fishing pole. And, and I just could not land anything. I couldn't, nothing I was tying on, they wanted at all. And Liam at one point is just, my, my son, he's three, he's got a worm, but the, the lines in the water may be about that deep, and he is more focused on goldfish than actual fish. And, and he's just sitting there, and I'm doing everything I can, and there's all this commotion on the boat with two kids and me, and all of a sudden, his pole goes boom down, and he pulls up a fish out of nowhere. And I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, good job, son. It was, his, it was his first fish. It was his first fish, and he just like, he didn't even know what happened. But as I was thinking about giving today, I'm just like, there's so much that we can do in our own lives by our own strength. And we're trying on our own to be prosperous and to make a way and to do all this stuff, when in reality, a generous heart is based in God's power, not our own. And when we trust him and just, just put that line in the water, not worry about anything else, there's a lot of times that his, by his power, everything comes through. Paul is talking to the Philippian church, and he's uh, just thanking God for their gifts and their offerings, and he says, I, I, I pray that, that all of your needs be met by God's glorious riches. And it's from his glory, not our own, that all, the, all that is obtained by. And so if you are in a need of a financial breakthrough of any kind, and, and those of you that are there giving today, I just want to pray over you guys and, and pray that same thing, that by his glorious riches, all of your needs be met. Because remember, it's his power work, not our own. Jesus, thank you so much for who you are and how you're working. God, I just pray that you can lay your hand a blessing and open up the floodgates of heaven on, on everyone, God, that, that needs it. And Jesus, over the offerings here, I pray that you can bless those. And Father, thank you so much for your provision and how, how you love us through just providing for us. And so, Father, this is a way that we can love you back is to give back to you. So, Jesus, our, our lines in the water, God, we, we trust you, we love you, we thank you. In your heavenly name, amen. All right, there's a lot of different things going on here at Fellowship Church. Here are a few of them. Our Super Kids Conference for our elementary students was this past weekend, and it was absolutely incredible. The Holy Spirit showed up in such a sweet way, and your kids went after it, learning foundational truths that they will build upon for the rest of their lives. Truths about salvation, lordship, prayer, worship, as well as just the love of the Father. And we are so proud of your kiddos and how they really went after God. We are also so appreciative to the over 40 volunteers who helped pull off 
off this event. These people gave up their entire weekends to pour into your kids. And this looked like so many different things from cleaning the facility to help running bump and jumps in 100 degree heat, to running the carnival, to being with them through the games, cheering them on, as well as pouring into them in prayer during the altar call moments in worship. We are so appreciative and we could not have pulled this event off without their help. We love you and we thank you for your dedication and commitment to pouring into God's kingdom and our kiddos. If you're interested in potentially serving in one of these events in the future, the best way to start is by helping us with our weekly services. On Sundays, we have nursery open all the way up through elementary school. So if you love to just hold a baby and love on them during the services, you'd love nursery. If you love the random funny things that elementary schoolers say, as well as high energy games and just a ton of fun, then Kids Church for sure is for you. On Tuesday and Wednesday nights is our middle school and high school services. This is a great opportunity to potentially become a mentor during a difficult time of life and we'd love to have you at any one of those places. If you want more information, you can check out the Church Center app or go to the Next Steps Pavilion and a representative would love to help you out. There's also a lot of different opportunities in adult ministries as well, from working in the bookstore, the coffee shop, to our tech team, to our choir, so many different places where you can pour into God's kingdom. On August 14th, we are having another one of our guest receptions. This is such a great opportunity for any of you that are considered to be a guest or a visitor that just wants to find out more about our church. You can meet staff, volunteers, you can get a tour of the facility and just find out a little bit of what we are about here at Fellowship Church. So you can sign up on the Church Center app. It's a free complimentary breakfast for you and your entire family in between the nine and the 11 o'clock services and we'd love to see you there. Our choir has been working so hard on this amazing special for you to bless you this Sunday morning and we hope that you enjoy it.
know, I think at times we've all thought about what it must have been like to live during the days of Jesus. But I wonder sometimes also if we would actually let, allow our minds to, to put ourselves in that era. Not only when he lived, but where he lived. What that must have been like. You know, you would probably have heard the story of, of his ministry, of his message. But most of all, you probably have heard of his miracles. All the miracles that he was doing and that he was performing. And the, the message was spreading like wildfire because of that. And, and you, you probably would even be connected with some of those miracle stories. You might have known the little boy that was, was raised from the dead. You might have known the man that used to be possessed, that lived by the lake, and, and now he's not, and now he's normal. I mean, maybe you were friends with Lazarus, and you went to his funeral. You were there. You were there for the, the mourning of all of that and seeing the, the family weeping. And, and you were distraught because Lazarus was a really, really good friend. And then a couple of weeks later, you see him in the market just walking around. You're like, Lazarus, buddy, like, really? You, I saw you. We buried you. You're alive. Now, with all of that going on, if you needed a miracle... What would you have done to get to Jesus? Hey, what would you have gone through? What would you, you wouldn't have allowed there to be any obstacles because you, would, you wouldn't want to be in his presence. The miracles that you'd seen in others, you would want to be able to see in yourself because you would know when people encounter Jesus, they expected a miracle. And Jesus did them all the time. John says in John 21, 25, Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. See, the Gospels are a snapshot taken of Jesus' everyday life. Miracles, though, were happening all the time. So many more were done that we don't even know about. But this morning, we're going to look at one in particular. We're going to look at the story in Matthew chapter 8, and this is the story or the miracle of the leper. The scripture says that large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him. Now understand, leprosy was kind of just like the seal of death. If you got leprosy, you had it for the rest of your life. You, you, you were shunned. Um, you were very, very sickly. And it was, it was an awful, awful disease. And knelt before him and says that this, this leper comes before Jesus. He kneels before him and he says, Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched him. I am willing, he said. Be healed. The scripture says that he yelled that. There's an exclamation mark there. So he doesn't mess around. He just says, be healed. And instantly. The leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anybody about this. Well, that's bizarre. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. Now, this man should have been shouting unclean, but was afraid if he did, he wouldn't be allowed to get close to Jesus or scare Jesus off. It was customary during that time, if you had leprosy, to when you came into the presence of others, to yell unclean. Say, unclean, unclean. And that was to warn others around him to, to not get too close. 
because he felt like he was contagious. He didn't want to get anybody else sick. So that was a common, common practice. Now, I think maybe this might have been why Jesus yelled, be healed. This man spent his whole life yelling, unclean. And Jesus yelled, be healed. And there's some other things in this scripture that, that really, really stick out to me. First of all, Jesus wasn't afraid to get close to this man. And he's not afraid to get close to us either. He's not threatened by you. He, he doesn't look away and say unclean when you approach. He's not going to reject you. But what has the devil told you that you've done that would cause Jesus to re reject you? That would cause Jesus to want to look away? Because it seems like we hold on to some sin, all of us do it, or some mistake that makes us feel like we are disqualified from Christ's love. What is it that you have just not been able to forgive yourself for? You may not be able to forgive yourself, but Jesus can. According to Scripture, nothing can separate us from the love of God. The scripture goes into great detail of all these things that can't separate you from the love of God. And Jesus knows about your failures. He, in fact, died for them. He knows about all your sins, all your mistakes. That's why he came to this earth so that he might die as a final sacrifice that, that all of that stuff that we've done, it doesn't matter. Scripture says there is no condemnation for those that love and believe in Jesus. He forgives us so that he can be close to us. James chapter 4, verse 8 says, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Now, it doesn't say come close to God, and God will come close to you as long as you haven't committed the sin of adultery, as long as you have lied or as long as you haven't cheated or as long as you've never gossiped. If you haven't done those things, then you can come close to Jesus. It doesn't say that. Come as you are is what it says. Draw close to him. It just simply says draw close. The message translation, I love the way it puts it. It says, so let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purifier your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. Have you ever noticed sometimes we don't change until we hit rock bottom? The fun and games are over, the scripture says. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. Now, it doesn't say anywhere that we have to match his steps either. Like we have to match going to him as much as he would match coming to us. Just head towards him and watch how quickly he will draw near to you. The other thing I see is that Jesus is willing. He's just willing. This man was timid enough and felt so unworthy. He says, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. You got to think about this individual. He was so rejected and he had been so rejected ever since his illness started. And, you know, a lot of times we get sick and people want to stay away from us because, you know, they, they, uh, they think that we might get them sick or we might be contagious. But this man felt like he was contagious for the rest of his life. 
So if you got leprosy, then you were not only sick, but then you also were isolated. You couldn't get close to anybody. Think about that. You would be alone, isolated for the rest of your life, except for the fact that you could go and maybe be around some other lepers. But it, it was awful. And Jesus wasn't just willing for this man, but he's willing for us too. He wasn't something special about this leper. Jesus loved him just like he loves us. And God still does miracles today in us. Salvation is a miracle. Like, like saving us to where we don't have to go to hell one day, that is a miracle. Healing, man, we have seen in our church family so many miraculous healing stories. People here healed of cancer. People healed of brain tubers. It's incredible when you really start to think back over the last several decades, how many times we've seen the miracle of healing in our church. Breakthroughs, I mean, sometimes we just need a breakthrough financially or, or, or in a relationship, and God just comes through and does a miracle. And you know it's a miracle because you can't explain it. There's been so many deliverance or transformation ministry miracles through our church. Uh, you know, for years, you look in Scripture, and for me, I would say, where are a lot of the miracles in the New Testament? Because in the churches I grew up in, I didn't see any of them. I really didn't see anybody, you know, getting demons cast out of them or delivered from, from strongholds. I never saw that until we started this ministry of fellowship called the Transformation Ministry that God told us to start. He's like, hey, if you start this, I'll make sure that I'm there. I'll, I'll do all the work. You guys just got to show up. And the miracles that have happened from that are unbelievable. And he is willing to do all of this for us. 2 Peter 3.9 says, and this is the New King James Version, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now, I think when we think of miracles, we think of the miracles that God has done in our life. But for me and for many of you, one of the things that my mind always goes to is the miracles that have happened in the building of our church. So Fellowship Church started 33 years ago. And in 1989, Pastor uh, Hooper and Anna came from Dallas and they started this little church. Uh, it's on Elm Street. It's still there. It was called Galilee Baptist at the time. And this is the church that where Fellowship Church started. And it, we started it with the name Grand Junction Baptist Church. And as they came in, they dumped everything they had into this little church. There were only 19 people. And they were so behind on their electric bill that they couldn't even use the sanctuary. So uh, they were just using this educational building. And so Pastor and Anna, they, they took their savings. They sold their cars. They paid off uh, the electric company so that they could open up uh, uh, the sanctuary again. And then not long after that, an arsonist struck and burnt down uh, the educational building. And, and actually this arsonist, had, had, I think, had three or four churches in the valley. Uh, and many believe that that was the, the work of the occult. That many times when a person starts in a cult, uh, they start into Satanism, there's an initiation that they have to go through. And part of that initiation usually is to do something against the church or against the innocent. And so those arsonists were never, were never caught. But what happened was is God just prevailed. The, the educational building was rebuilt and the Lord's blessing was on our church. And uh, here's a church, uh, actually a picture of the worship service. You see pastor there and, and our choir. And, and uh, this particular building, it wasn't, didn't seat that many people. But before long, I mean, we were running over 400. 
And not only could the building not hold us, but the parking lot couldn't hold us. And so people were having to park in residential areas and they were getting their cars towed uh, because they, they just had no, we had no more room. So then from there, we, we, we bought a, uh, a big warehouse looking building on North Avenue. This is 29 Road in North Avenue. And this particular building was used as a submarine torpedo plant. Okay. Now it's a, taco, it's a Taco Bell. That's the Taco Bell on North Avenue. They're still producing torpedoes there too. Um, <laughs> but that was the front. That was the front of our building. And we were there for, I think I, we, were at, we were thinking about that this morning. I think we were there for about seven years. But God moved in such an incredible way that we went from one service to two services to three services to four services, and we were just busting out of this building. So we knew that the Lord had called us to continue to build and continue to make room, and so the Lord called us to uh, start a, a, or at least make an offer on a property out here. Now, this is an end of a worship service. I probably would say that was a 1995 or 1996. This next picture, I hate to show it, but this is, this is Timmy, Baptist Timmy here. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> At least I got an awe instead of a, oh, no. So, so that, was, that was probably about 80, or 93 or 94 uh, when, when I started here at the fellowship. But uh, the, the, the truth was, was that God was moving. And so from there, and get it off of that picture, please. Get it off. Thank you. From there, we came out, and this is the property that we're on now. And we came out and we prayed over this property. That's the 24-road bridge that's up there. We prayed over it, and the Lord said, Claim it. And this, this, is, this is your property. This is the Lord's anointed property. And understand, this, it was huge to be able to try to, to take on this kind of a, a facility. So, but the Lord knew. And we had 26 acres here in fellowship, uh, for fellowship. And we were able to purchase that 26 acres for $250,000. Now, that is like a steal. This is considered the gateway. This intersection is considered the gateway to Colorado. And the Lord gave it to us. And we were able to raise that money in pretty much in one weekend service. So we were able to pay for the property uh, free and clear. This is actually, Pastor Hooper here is on a scissor lift. And he is on the stage, or in the stage area of where 4640 is now. That's uh, the building where 4640 is now. And as we built this building, understand that it was came about a time when we weren't very many laborers we had a hard time getting contractors because everything was so busy and we just couldn't hire people very easily so our volunteers our, our church army came together and started to build this in fact one sunday we put up 600 sheets of sheetrock 200 of us put up 600 sheets of sheetrock i have to be very careful how you say that <laughs> in in one day in one day, because we had to double wrap all of those beams, and it was a big old uh, problem. This is a picture actually looking back towards where the mezzanine is uh, in 4640 now. And so, incredible story. We, we, we actually had to end, end up renting the Avalon for a full year because uh, we had sold our building, and it actually became uh, owned by Hilltop. And the night before we, actually the weekend, the Friday before, we got into our facility, which was, is now 4640, uh, we had no place else to meet. The Avalon had completely had been doing a bunch of construction, and they kind of just said, hey, look, your lease is up, and, and we're doing construction, so you're not going to be able to stay there. So we had to get our CO, uh, our, our occupancy permit, certificate, certificate of occupancy, we had to get that on Friday for us to be able to have worship on Sunday. And some of you remember 
it was Friday at 5 o'clock when we got that. And praise God, we did. And I remember meeting with our ushers the night before and greeters. And I just started crying. Like, it was, it was such a moving uh, service for us to finally be uh, here on 29 Road. I don't know if you remember, <laughs> or 24 Road. I don't know if you remember if you were here. The last service that we had in the Avalon was a Christmas Eve service. And they had walled up the stage because they were doing this construction, which blocked off all the heat vents to the entire Avalon. And if you were there that night, you will remember that you could see your breath <laughs> at that Christmas Eve service. So it was time for us, uh, time for us to get out. Now, from then, we were able to, to build the children's wing. Uh, right now, uh, it, where you're sitting, this used to be trailers and modulars uh, where we used to have our children's ministry. Yes, they, some of you remember volunteering in those. And then we built our children's wing. We built our administrative wing. And then the miracle of 4640 happened where we wanted to build the largest, best youth, and youth facility in the country. Uh, our members, yes. And all of you came together in such an incredible way. And we were able to renovate that entire uh, building for about $120,000 because so much was do donated. So much, so many blessings came away. Just the miracle of our sound system to be able to get that. The miracle of those bleachers. Those bleachers came from California out of a rec center. We got them for like $6,000. And, and the, understand bleachers, they're hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's how much they normally cost. The, the sound system came out of a bar, a club over in Denver that got repoed. So <laughs> we, we prayed over the speakers before we put them up. But uh, pretty incredible story there. So we got a repoed sound system for like $40,000, which would have cost probably more, more closer to 300000 if it was new. So the Lord just ministered and has blessed in so many ways. And that's just talking about buildings, guys. I mean, and understand, when we, when we set out to do something for the Lord, the enemy came against us so hard. We had so many people working against us to try to keep us from building on this property. It was unbelievable. And it was just the enemy trying to discourage us to get us to just sell and maybe try something else. But God was faithful, and he not only was faithful in the building of buildings, but he's been faithful in the building of people. And, man, the salvations that have happened, thousands and thousands of people have been saved because of what God has done at Fellowship Church. Thousands of marriages have been saved because of that. Thousands of people have been healed because of that. Thousands of people have been delivered from demonic principalities or demonic influences and strongholds. And so those miracles are happening, and they're happening all around us because Jesus loves us. And Jesus wants to see us prosper. He wants to see us have a blessed and abundant future. And he, he loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loved this leper, but he loves us. And he wants to do the same kind of miracles in our life. He's always been willing to do those miracles in the lives of his people. And then the last thing I want us to look at is the fact that <laughs> with this story, it's pretty hard not to tell others about Jesus' miracles even though Jesus told this guy not to do it. Instead, he was to go to the priest and, and let him examine him. So Jesus did this for a few reasons. One in particular is that the word of his miracles was, was, was spreading throughout the region. And we see in Matthew chapter 4 that it had gotten so crazy with people trying to get to Jesus, they couldn't even do ministry anymore. And his true ministry was to tell everybody about the saving knowledge of Jesus so that people could have eternity with him. So his ultimate goal was to save people's spirits, not to try to heal their flesh, not to try to heal their bodies. But it had gotten so crazy that he couldn't even preach because of all the people needed to be healed. So 
he tells him, you know, don't, don't tell anybody. Instead, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the priests and I want you to basically follow Levitical law, which there was Levitical law around what happens when a leper is to be healed. And it's written in Leviticus chapter 14. And it's crazy. You got to go and you're supposed to, you're supposed to make sure you're examined by the priest. You have to live outside for a period of time. You have to get two live birds and, that are ceremonial, ceremonially clean and a stick of cedar and some scarlet yarn and a hyssop branch. And then the priest would order that one of the birds be slaughtered over a clay pot filled with fresh water. And he will, he'll take the live bird and the cedar stick and the scarlet yarn and the hyssop branch and, and dip it into the blood. I mean, it was this long, drawn-out process. And I think Jesus does this for a couple reasons. First of all, he wants to slow this guy down with some busy work. He wanted to slow this message down. But secondly, he wanted to show the priests what the Son of God can do. He wanted to go straight to the religious people that he knew were eventually going to kill him and say, just so you know, I am the Son of God and I am healing people. And it's because of God. That's what's what he wanted. That's what he was trying to do. But this guy, this, this guy can't hold it. He couldn't hold it. He was like, I got to tell somebody, look at me. I got new skin. I look awesome. Look at my complexion. I got to share this with everybody. And in Mark 145, it says, but the man went and spread the word, proclaiming to everyone what had happened. And as a result, large crowds soon surrounded Jesus and he couldn't publicly enter a town anywhere. He had to stay out in the surrounding places, spaces, but people from everywhere kept coming to him. Well, there are miracles that have happened in this room that will minister effect more effectively than, than we could ever teach from this platform. The best preachers are you. You guys sitting in the, in, in the service, you have miracles that, you, that, that we have no idea about. You have miracles that have happened in your life maybe you've never even told others about. Don't be afraid to tell others about the miracles in your life. They're the best testimony. You know, sometimes people go, well, I don't have a very good testimony. I've kind of already always known the Lord. And, and you know, so I didn't really come from a bad situation. Then God saved me, you know. No, no. But no, no, no. You have the best testimony. You have a miracle that you never had to go through all that. And the miracles in your life, you need to share too. Because people can't argue with that. People can't argue with the miracles that have happened within you. It's the best testimony that we can have. I think all of us could say, yep, I've got a miracle I'm thinking of right now where God brought me through something. I should be dead. I shouldn't even be alive. If it weren't for God's miracles, I wouldn't even be here right now. But for others, you need a miracle right now. You need a miracle. You need God to come through for you. Maybe it is for your health. Maybe you're like this leper and something has been weighing you down for a large part of your life. Maybe you just got some new diagnosis that has you so fearful, has you so scared, and you just, you don't know what you're gonna do. The doctors are clueless. They're like, I don't know what I can do. I don't know if I can help. You need healed. For some of us right now, our relationships are a mess. Maybe our marriage is a mess. Maybe our friendships, our friendship circles are a mess. And the only thing that can fix it is Jesus. We've made a lot of times such a mess of things ourselves that we just need Jesus to bail us out. 
Or maybe for you, the last couple years have been so hard financially and you are almost bankrupt or you don't know how you're gonna pay your bills and you need the great provider to come through for you. Wherever you are, Jesus wants to do a miracle in you right now. So what I'm gonna ask is that you'd stand up with me. If you're watching from home, stand up with us. You need a miracle too. And you can get that miracle whether you're in our auditorium or you're at home or you're in your car or you're vacationing somewhere. Jesus wants to come through for you. So whatever that is, I think the Lord would ask, step out. Cry out to me a little bit. Help me to know that you know that I'm the only one that can fix this. And so I'd ask if you need a miracle in some way in your life, if you'd step out, if you'd come forward so we can pray over you. I'm going to pray over you. And let's do some interceding on each other's behalf. So if you guys will step out. Now, as you guys are stepping out, if you are in our transformation ministry, if you're in a prayer ministry, if you're one of our staff, would you guys step out too? And would you come down and maybe lay your hands on some of those that have come forward? Whatever it is, just give it to Jesus right now. And you may be saying, Lord, I know you'll heal me, but are you willing? Are you willing? Yes, he is willing. And Lord, I think where we need to start off with right now is that so many of us, so many of us have been rejected, so many, so many of us have been hurt and so many of us have made mistakes and we kind of feel like maybe we've disqualified ourselves from actions in the past from being healed in the future so lord first of all forgive us for thinking that but i pray holy spirit right now that you fill us to overflowing and that we would know the truth and the truth is is that you want to set us free you want to heal us you love us just the way we are when the leper came before you, he, he, you didn't give him a questionnaire of all the things he'd done in his past. You just said, be healed. So I pray right now that you'd heal us from rejection. You'd bind up a spirit of rejection. You would cast it out of us. And that you would replace that, Lord, with the feeling of grace and acceptance. need relational healing right now I pray Holy Spirit that you would just come upon us that you would heal us relationally you would mend fences you would bring about reconciliation Lord you would do a miracle in our relationships you would do miracles in our marriages you would do miracles in our friendships Lord we know that the devil wants to come and divide and steal kill and destroy we know what he, what he wants to do so in Jesus name we rebuke the enemy from our relationships and we pray, Lord Jesus, that you would make the enemy lose interest in us. Bind up an evil spirit of division. Bind up an evil spirit of, of conflict. Bind up an evil spirit that would make our house anything but a refuge. Cast those things out of our life. And in Jesus' name, heal our relationships. And then for those of us, Lord, that need healing physically, I pray that you would heal us. 
Heal us as you did the leper where you said, be healed, and it was gone. Heal us from cancer. Heal us from stomach issues. Heal us from physical uh, 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 injuries that may have taken place. Heal spines. Heal organs. Heal our minds in Jesus' name. You're the great physician. We are not going to put our trust into doctors. We put our trust in you. Heal us right now in Jesus' name and that we would know it immediately. Heal us. And the Lord, as you're healing, I pray, we're going to praise you. And I pray that as we praise you, this healing would manifest in us. You would change us. You would change us. Change us at our core. In Jesus' name. Some of us just need healing from the past. We've been abused. We have been beat. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would heal those wounds. They're not physical wounds. They're emotional wounds. Heal those. Heal them. So many things from our past are keeping us from where you would want us to go in the future. But nothing get in the way of the abundant life you promised us, Jesus. You're a great and mighty God. You are worthy of all praise. You are our answers. Be our answer. Heal us. Do something new in us. And Lord God, when you do that, we know that you're not going to ask us not to tell others. You know, to make us go do a bunch of religious stuff just to slow us down. You're good with us telling others about the miracles you do in our life. And we're going to come back from this moment and we're going to be able to talk about the miracles that have happened in this room this morning. so good to us. If you're at home now and you're watching, I pray in Jesus' name for healing, supernatural healing through technology. Doesn't matter if you're home, doesn't matter if you're here. Heal us at home as well. No matter where we're at, Lord, we know you're always with us. Jesus, we know you're with us. And we praise you for that. God, we love you. We praise you. Let's give him a praise offering. We praise you in advance, God.
for what you're doing in us now. And we praise you in advance for continued healing in the future. We love you. We love you, Jesus. We pray these things in your name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can do that right now. I just want to encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on the cross for my sins, and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior and to guide my life, to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed this prayer for the first time, we would love to celebrate with you. Please text HEAVEN to 94000 to get in contact with our staff where we can answer any questions you may have. Also, if you're in need of prayer, we would love to support you. You can submit your prayer requests by texting PRAYER SUPPORT to 94000. Our prayer team will receive your request and immediately start covering you. If this was your first time experiencing Fellowship Church, or if you want to learn more about one of our many ministries, you can text FELLOWSHIP to 94000 to connect with our staff. As always, we are still just a phone call away. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY with any questions. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next week in person or online.